back at it again. Welcome back to Headlight Headlines, your daily automotive news podcast. My name's Clayton, and I'm ready to get into the news today. We are going to start things off with our friends at Chevy and GM. But before we get into that, check us out on Twitter at HLightHLines, on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Headlight Headlines. On Twitter, we will always post an update when each episode goes live. And on YouTube, you can always check out the video form of this podcast. So, like I said, we are going to start things off with Chevy. They are doing a refresh on their heavy-duty trucks for the 2024 year. Um, And they've got quite a few things, actually, that they are changing about these trucks. Most notably, they're doing a facelift up front. Um... Not going to lie, it kind of goes back to the more traditional HD front end that they had in the previous generation. Um, I like it a lot. I like how it works with the headlights on these new trucks. They're awesome. I love these HD trucks. They're so cool. Even the ones from before that people didn't like how they looked, I thought they looked pretty nice up front. Um, Most models are going to receive a nicer interior with larger screens. They're saying that the gasser models have a 10-speed automatic transition st- transmission standard. I believe before they had the 8-speed automatic. Um, and the diesel models make 470 horsepower, uh, which is 25 more than the previous model, and 975 pound-feet of torque, which is up 65 from the previous model. They're saying that they are also going to have the first-ever uh, Chevy ZR2 versions that will join the lineup. Um, which will be very interesting to see how that comes out on the 2500 and 3500 uh, HD trucks. I know that they already have a um, GMC AT4 version of the heavy-duty trucks, so I'm assuming it's going to be somewhat similar to that, um, obviously with more ZR2-looking styling. Um so like I said before, V8 unchanged um, on the gas engine, but the 10-speed uh, automatic is now there instead of a 6-speed. Sorry about that. I said 8-speed earlier. It was a 6-speed before. Um, it helps the gasser use more power um, and all that. They are saying the combined weight rating rises 2,000 pounds up to 26,000 pounds. Um and I think they look really nice right here. This one's a high country version. I wonder if they have pictures of the other ones. Um, here we've got the new interior. Um, the diesel uses the same transmission. Gets more output like we talked about before. And it can tow up to 36,000 pounds. But here we've got the interior. Um, the top trim. Oh, all of them. Sorry. Get these new interior. I really like this screen right here, how it's angled more towards the driver, driver oriented. It also retains all the switches down here. Um, really nice. Really, really nice. Uh, Midnight Edition for the first time available in the high country, which is kind of an interesting combination, but I think a lot of people will like that. The luxury without all the chrome. Uh, different wheels you can choose from now, and different tires. Yeah. But besides that, I am really interested about the ZR2. Um, 
I'm assuming it's gonna look a lot like the ZR2 Silverado. Although, the ZR2 Colorado and Silverado looked very different, so it could look a bit different. I'm not sure. Um, but we should find out here soon, I'm gonna guess. Uh, ZR2 version, they say it'll they're going to production first half of 2023, so we'll have to hear about that pretty soon. Um, so yeah, a lot of updates from Chevy on their big boy trucks. Next up we have the updated Mitsubishi Outlander for 2023, starting at $41,190, um, which they're saying is quite a bit more expensive than the previous price. It doesn't say what it used to be. Um, but this Outlander comes with a 2.4 liter Atkinson inline four paired with a 350 volt, 20 kilowatt hour battery, um, all electric range of 38 miles, and then they can get about 420 miles of range with the com combined um, gas and electric engines. They have this super all-wheel control here, which is their all-wheel drive setup. Um, and this system produces 248 horsepower, which is a pretty decent figure for something of its size. Um, and 332 pound-feet of torque, which also is really, relatively good. Um, they're saying that it can get 80% charge on that battery in 38 minutes, which is pretty quick. Um, solid for what it is. And they're saying that it, this is set to go on sale in November um, in certain areas of the country. Not really sure what that means. But they're saying later it'll come out everywhere else. So not, to, not anything too crazy. It seems pretty much the same as the other Outlander from last year. So I'm not really sure why there's such a price hike. Very interesting from Mitsubishi. Obviously everybody's charging a little bit more this year for their vehicles. So it could just be that. Next up we have a really cool announcement. Nissan on Twitter is posting this teaser image for the Nismo Z. Um, they're calling it the Nismo Z GT4 race car. Um, and they are saying they are doing a reveal here on today at 7 p.m. Eastern. Wow, okay, I was not, not uh, ready for that. So today there will be a reveal. This is what they assume it will look like. Um, in Photoshop, they play with the brightness. And this is it. This is what it's going to look like. The GT4 race car from Nissan. Pretty cool. Obviously, might not be a production car. Um, but yeah. They're going to reveal this. Hopefully... They also revealed the Nismo version of the Z. Um, obviously, the Z just came out. It's so popular right now. They were having those transmission issues. Um, but I think they're still going to do pretty well. Especially if they release a Z, Z Nismo version. Uh, so, yeah. Really interesting announcement. Tomorrow, we will be covering this, obviously, uh, once we get more information about this Niz Nismo Nissan Z. Next, we have an interesting story I saw the other day. Wasn't sure if I was going to put it in, and we didn't really have a ton today, so I decided to throw it in. Um, so this one kind of strays the line between 
what we talk about on our show, automotive, and then technology, um, which I'm pretty involved with through my endeavors. Um, but here we have my iPhone 14 fell off my motorcycle and told my family I crashed. So the iPhone 14 just came out, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, and when they announced it, they announced a ton of new features that were coming on it. Um, emergency SOS, you can contact satellites. And then another big thing was this feature here, the crash detection, um, where if you it can detect if you are in a crash, like an automotive crash, um, and it will contact help for you. And apparently this guy was riding his motorcycle in New York City, and he dropped his phone. You can see here, totally destroyed the screen. Can't even see what it's saying. Um, and it activated this crash detection feature, and it sent message to his family saying, hey, he was in a crash, um, he needs help, and it was crazy. Um, obviously, this is a good thing. It shows that this technology is working, um, but yeah, it definitely scared his family. I'm sure they were probably unsure if he was okay and couldn't contact him so I'm sure they were quite scared but it is good to hear that this technology works um, and that if you are in a crash it can detect that for you I believe there was another person who tested this on YouTube who actually put their phone in a car um, and purposefully crashed it it looks like it was on a farm or something not like in the street um, just to test if this works. So it's good to see that this technology is working um, and that Apple's looking out for us. So if you have the iPhone 14, you've got this feature. Um, so just in case you are in a crash, hopefully it is there to help you. And then our last story for the day, kind of an interesting look into the future, um, talking about how convertibles may be the biggest casualty in the switch to EVs. So obviously, in the past few years, I mean, not even a few years, like decade or so, um, convertible sales have just plummeted. They sell less than 100,000 roadsters annually, and there's a ton of them. There's the Camaro, there's the Mustang, the Miata. Um, there's obviously, like, what Mercedes has in their lineup. Um, Buick has that one drop top two door car I think so there's tons out there and they're saying they sell less than 100,000 a year um, in 2006 it was at 320,000 and in 2015 it was already at 144,000 so you can see how in the past 20 years or so it has plummeted in how much convertibles are sold um, And, like, there's obviously once EVs start coming out, there's just probably not going to be much demand at all for them. So they're just probably going to stop making them at all because they're not practical in the same way that electric vehicles are. Um, sad to hear. I like convertibles. I'm a fan of convertibles. One of my best friends used to have a Mercedes convertible was his first car. Um, and... I don't know. Obviously, not many convertibles now. I love the new Miata. 
um, target top one, not really the same thing that we're talking about here, but nobody really buys these. Like a drop top Camaro, it's basically a rental car, and that's about it. So we'll see what happens here in the next few years as EVs become more prominent in our market. Um, but that's all we really got for today. Like I said before, check us out on Twitter at HLightHLines. Um, there will be a tweet out after this video is dropped telling you that it is available. So if you are following us on Twitter, you can see that. Also, check us out on YouTube for the video version of this podcast. You can actually see me talking about the articles. You can see what they are, see what some of the pictures show for some of these concepts and other things. It's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, follow us on YouTube, subscribe at Headlight Headlines. And that's all I got for y'all today. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Peace out.